Before we begin today's episode of Bride to Be, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past and present whose lands were never ceded. Welcome to Bride to Be. I'm Megan. And I'm Taylor Broad. Whether you're planning a wedding, you're in a bridal party, or you're just here for the tea, we're here to walk down the aisle with you. Whatever that may look like. I've read the run sheet for today's episode, and I hear that you have a hair disaster story for us. I don't know if I'd call it disaster because it worked out. (laughs) Yeah, It definitely worked out. It was just maybe let's keep the bride in the dark moment, Mm -hmm. but it's fine. It worked out. We're all good. We laugh about it now. A bit of a hiccup. Well, stay tuned if you want to hear all about that story. So since we are talking all things hair on this episode, I heard that you had a little bit of a debacle with your hair on your wedding morning, but you didn't even know it was happening. I had no idea. And I actually only found this out (laughs) maybe three or four weeks ago when my beloved friend Natalie Ann put up a TikTok of her doing my hair for my wedding. Now in this TikTok, she has a voiceover where she's saying, watch me as I stuff up my girlfriend's hair on her wedding day. And I was thinking, sorry, what? <laughs> you were probably like, oh, that poor person. Wait, oh, it's me. Yeah. So then I've watched the video through and do you know when a bun just isn't working? And it's yep. very common. And I actually really appreciate that as a hairdresser, she can stand there and say, the bun just was not working. Her hair just wasn't participating that day. So she actually had to rewrap the bun about three or four times to get it to work. But when you're sitting there and you've got people coming in and doing your makeup and talking to you, you don't know what's going on behind your head. I had no idea, which I actually think is the best way to be completely oblivious. And the hair looked beautiful. I wouldn't have known any different, but it is a thing. Your hair can stuff up on the day and they may just have to Rejush it a little bit because I don't think the bun was actually <laughs> the bun we had originally done in the trial. But no. again, I don't know what's at the back of my head, nor did I really care. It still looked amazing. 100%. And I think that is so good because you've acknowledged like it's probably not exactly what we had in the trial, but I still loved it. Mm-hmm. So I think don't get too nitpicky on what happened in the trial. If exactly. you still love it, you know, whatever's being created on the day, just roll with it. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Sometimes the hair just flops the wrong way. And that's what it was. So in the trial, it was turning to the right. So the bun was making sort of a clockwise direction. Yeah. Whereas this day, it just would not fold that way. So she had to go anti-clockwise, which again, it's so small. No one's going to know this detail. It really didn't matter. It was still a bun. We'll put that little TikTok in the episode notes. So anyone listening, you can go and view what happened with Taylor's hair. I think it's good for hairdressers to watch as well to just realise that not everyone is perfect and just handle it without stressing the bride out. And you know what? That happens with makeup all the time as well. Like sometimes concealer will just bubble as soon as you put it on or crack or just not sit well or lashes will just not go on. Someone might have a bit of a teary eye and you just have to pretend like everything's fine and you just can't tell the person. Smile and wave. Yeah, And it always turns out (laughs) fine. So, you know, just stress less. Maybe don't pay too much attention to what your artists are doing. Yeah. (laughs) Just wait till the end. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of hair. Have you had your trial for your upcoming wedding? I have actually. It went quite well. Okay. But interestingly, the photo that I showed my hairdresser, like I just have way too much hair to be. It's kind of like a little knotted thing that I wanted at the back. I don't really know how to explain it. Like a low bun with like this knot thing. And she was like, babes, I love it. But your hair, it's going to look like a hot cross 
bun on the back of your head. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So I said, just do your thing. And I loved it. Like you said, it's at the back of my head. So I don't really care what's happening there as long as it's like neat. We are here with Brittany Galea today, who is the owner and creative director of Hair by Brittany. She has been in the industry for 17 years and is one of the go-to bridal hairstylists we have here in Melbourne. Thank you for joining us today. No worries. Thank you for having me. We are obviously talking all things wedding here, and I feel like you would know so much when it comes to wedding hair. So when it comes to weddings, it can be really overwhelming to pick, I guess, quote unquote, the perfect hairstyle. What is some advice you would be giving someone trying to figure out what they are going for in terms of their look for the big day? Yeah, so I think it's really important to kind of stick to what you feel comfortable with. I think there is a lot of noise around when you're getting married. There's so much opinion. There's so much inspiration. I think it's really important to kind of hone in on what you really love, consider the whole image. So your dress, what other features you might be going for. You don't want things to clash. If you've got sort of like a really busy decolletage, then you want to go more simple with the hair. But then also considering what your hair is and what hair type you have. So things that are going to be able to work within what we have to work with. It's really important to kind of consult that with your stylist as well and make sure that you're on the same page and everything that you've got going for you is going to work for you perfectly and you're going to feel the most beautiful version of you on the day. So if somebody came to you with a hairstyle and you thought this isn't going to work with their hair texture or hair type, Mm -hmm. would you kind of voice that to them? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't voicing my concern because there's nothing worse than I think promising people, okay, you know, you've got super fine hair, you don't have any fullness. And this inspiration picture you've given me is this lady with long hair and she's got about 300 grams of extensions in. And you're going to expect that you're going to look like that all day. And for me as a business owner, I don't want to give false hope to people. And then at the end of the day, then be disappointed in the result. So I think it's really important to have that transparency. It's really important to have that conversation and that honesty between you and your client. So if you're someone that colors their hair, how long out from the wedding day, should you schedule your colour appointment? Because I've never known, like, is two weeks enough? Is one week enough? Should you go two days before? What's the vibe? Oh, look, everyone has a different opinion. My rule of thumb is I've got a two-wash rule. So if you're someone that kind of washes their hair once a week, I'd say like a two-week window. Hopefully you're not someone that washes it every day, but if you are, like <laughs> two days is probably not going to cut it. Time for that. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> but normally I would say around the, you know, two-week, 10-day mark, I think it's important to let the colours settle especially with blonde clients like toners can wash out really quickly so you don't want to be doing that one wash straight after you've had your color done and it be your wedding hair the next day and be like oh my god my toner is not exactly what I wanted so it kind of gives you a bit of a buffer as well to make sure that you're happy with how it's going to look on the day yeah I feel like even in the wedding world within those last two weeks you have so much stuff to do so it's like you want your hair done yeah you don't want to be at a hair appointment for like four hours getting your hair done that's right yeah kind of takes one stress out of the way as well yeah exactly right yeah and in terms of trends we obviously have so much access to social media these days and there's things like instagram and tiktok and there are those i don't know if you've seen them but on tiktok especially 
the wedding hair trends of 2023. <laughs> you would probably get a lot of people coming in and just showing you the video and saying, can I please have this hairstyle? Yeah. Oh. What do you think is one of the biggest trends this year that you're noticing? Oh, I think like the trends are pretty broad, to be honest. Down styles are still like really in, which I feel like when they first came around years ago, it was like, oh my God, people wearing their hair down to their wedding. Like what the hell is going on? But now the trend is evolving. So I think the down style is still really popular, but it's kind of evolving into more of like the 90s ball out sort of vibe like that's extremely and 90s has made a massive comeback I feel like this year but then we're also seeing a twist in that as well we've got softness but then we're getting that real sleek snatched vibe that people are going for as well so it's still really diverse I think it's still really personal which I love in this sort of industry that it's designing to the uniqueness of that person styling wise I think snatch is really in 90s is really in beautiful fluffy waves are still in I think we're losing a bit of structure now as far as waves go which I'm actually loving I was gonna say thank you I know I know the whole like glam tie like it suits the individual but I'm kind of glad that's kind of phasing out because I think it's one of those styles that people are going to look back at and go oh my god I was so structured and so like polished yeah a bit more natural a bit more fun I feel so I'm liking the way the trends are going at the moment. Definitely. Yeah. It's a bit more anything goes at the moment, which is quite nice. 100%. Even the dresses, the, you know, the themes, everything is just so personal, which is beautiful because it's what it should be really. Yeah. Yeah. So touching on something that we said before where we can show an inspo photo, but our hair might be completely different to what we're vibing. Mm-hmm. How important are trials and how should we prep our hair for that trial? I think they're super important, definitely, obviously, for the purpose of trialing the style, but also getting to know the person that's doing your hair, like kind of cutting off that introduction before the big day, I think is important as well. But definitely to trial the hairstyle. We're not sure on how our hair will hold or sort of, you know, if we do need extensions, we don't need extensions. So I think it's a must. Prep wise, I always say just prep the hair how we would suggest you prep it on the day. So my rules are washing the hair. I'm pretty strict on my rules actually before you come in. <laughs> Ooh, like, lay them down. I like this. You get a full paragraph of what you need to do. So there's no no red gray area. In, yeah, no gray areas <laughs> in between. Washing your hair the night before, or if you've got really oily hair, normally the morning of. Blow drying it. No straightening irons. Anything that's going to sort of take the longevity out of the style, we try to eliminate. And then in trials as well, I always have the discussion about product usage and things like that. So the trial is obviously a good time to discuss home care and everything like that. But I also tell people that in a trial, it's important to know that the purpose of the trial is to tweak any little bits and pieces that you sort of need to fine tune before the big day. So if you're someone that comes in and you're like, all right, I'm too scared to be like, I don't want this or I don't like this. That's my rule. As soon as you see my chair, I'm like, this is an open zone. You can tell me whatever you want. You can tell me whatever you don't like. I'm not going to get offended. If you leave here and you go, actually, I didn't like that. Well, great. The trial's been worth the money. You know what I mean? It's worth the time doing it because if you walk away with things you need to change, then you don't need to do that on the day. So yeah, I think they're a must. And I think it's really important to try coordinate that with your stylist. That's a really good mindset to have because there's so many times that I've sat down in a chair and the hairdresser is so happy with the result and I'm sitting there hating every (laughs) single part. I feel like everyone, everyone has been yes. in that position, right? So to have yeah. someone, especially on your wedding day, saying to you, this is completely open, tell me if you don't like it, that's really positive and a prop to you. Now, in terms of hair and treatment leading up to the wedding, so you spoke briefly about the day of or the day before, mm-hmm. what are some hair treatments or hair care that you can be doing to make sure you have really healthy hair 
leading up to the big day. So like I said before as well, I think hair care at home is super important. What some people don't realize is sort of the products you're using on the hair can build up over time. So silicones can actually determine the longevity of the hair. So if you're someone that's using a lot of supermarket shampoo and you've got quite a heavy silicone buildup, it actually affects how the style will hold. It adds a lot of weight to the hair. So therefore it's actually harder for us to style the hair. So I think that is a really important conversation to have also. I think reflecting back as well on color service, there's so many Plex systems out there now, like Olaplex, you know, K18. Like there's so many out there to sort of protect the hair while you're coloring also. That's a really important addition. Like I think that's money well spent when you're preparing for your wedding day. And yeah, just really ensuring that you're taking good care of it. You're not overstyling. You're ensuring, you know, getting regular trims and things like that. But it's another conversation I think is really important to have with your stylist because I always go down the path, which I probably should have discussed this with prep, but when it comes to the wedding day, I always suggest clients to use less heavier products on the wash before the day. So that's a really important conversation to have as well because if you're someone that's really intensifying hydration on your hair, trying to get it as healthy as possible before the wedding day and you go in on your prep and use something really intense, it's adding a lot of weight to the hair, which is then going to not allow us to create that longevity and style as well. So there are a lot of important conversations that need to be had around home care as well. And that's, again, where the trial reflects on the end result because you're able to have all of those conversations in the lead up to the big day. Yeah, absolutely. So my hair strands are fine, but I have a lot of them, which means my hair is heavy. Mm -hmm. So I don't get the longevity, but then I also just have a lot of hair. So it's almost like the worst of both worlds. (laughs) But I have heard a lot of stylists say that extensions really help with longevity and hold. So I guess what type of hair types can benefit from them and what hairstyles can benefit from them as well? Yeah, so I think it's definitely hair dependent. Like extensions aren't for everyone, but in most cases, I would definitely suggest them in some form. If you are someone that's got quite a lot of hair, but say for in, in your instance, sometimes just adding a few rows in there just helps with that hold factor. It's not necessarily to add length, to add fullness. It's just giving you that little bit of security. It's like a security blanket, really. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of your ticket to be like, all right, I know my hair's going to hold. People obviously that want down styles that have got really fine hair, Again, reflecting back on the trial, it's all about knowing how much hair you need to have. Even with upstyles, I know I've had a few times clients come in and they'll be like, oh, I've got this, I want a bun and I've got this ponytail of hair. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this like one piece of hair, you know? So you need to kind of be aware of what you're needing to be able to adapt to that style that you're after as well. They're so amazing now. Like you wouldn't even know half the people that wear extensions and yeah. It just gives you so much more style adaptability. Like you've got so much more control over what you can create when you've got extra hair involved. I think on extensions, you have to also take into account. So for me, it rained on my wedding day and I have naturally curly hair. So if I was to put an extension in and then my natural hair had got wet. Yeah. The extension probably would have stayed perfect <laughs> and the afro would have been showing over the extension. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess durability and weather is probably yeah, something to well, take into account as well. I feel like the two opposite ends of the yeah. scale. It's like if anyone says to me, like, what do I do if it rains? They're like, mate, I can't really do much. Get an umbrella. <laughs> like it's so, I don't have a Get an umbrella. I actually need to invent that. Someone should bring that out, a waterproof hairspray or something. Yes, true. definitely. You'd be buying it in bulk by the sound. I would for sure. And just... Just finishing up, my favourite question that we ask all of our guests on the show is do you have any juicy wedding stories? So was there a hair disaster or you witnessed something go wrong at a wedding? 
Anything that has a little bit of juice in it. Oh, you know what? I get asked this all the time. And like, as far as, you know, my clients go, I've been really blessed. I don't have any bridezillas as such as they call it. One poor bride, oh, the morning of, they're like waiting for their photographer, waiting for their photographer. And they didn't show up. That was like devastating. But looking back now, I think the funniest thing was... I had a maid of honour. So the client had obviously had her trial and she was like super happy with her hair. We were going for the same style on the day. And the maid of honour actually convinced the bride <laughs> to not go for that style and choose something else. And she ended up doing the style no. that she had chosen. And I was like, yep. oh my God, I'm sitting there like, this is so bad. This is so bad. But she was so easygoing. I'm like, okay, you just go with it. It's your day, hun. Like, and she was happy. The she bride was, was happy. Fine. She was I so fine. I was dying inside. I really was. I was dying. So I was like, it was so beautiful. But what do you do? Instead, the maid of honor had it. Yeah. Instead, she was, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she under. needed to find a husband. So. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was single. Actually. She needed better hair. So, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take one for the team. That's right. Well, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, Britt, thanks so much for joining no us today. We've both learned a lot. And if anyone wants to check out Britt's amazing work, it's Hair by Brittany on Insta. We will link her in the episode notes. Thanks, Britt. Thanks, guys. So, for this week's shit they didn't tell you, we are going to be talking all things veils. It is kind of a dying tradition, I think, maybe. I personally wore a veil. I loved my veil. However, I do see the inconvenience of a veil. So my tip for you would to be putting something on the veil, whether it be some heavier beads, so like a weighted bead or a weighted pearl that will hold the bottom of the veil down because you don't want to be like me where you're walking outside and a bit of wind gets you and it literally gets attached to a tree and your whole neck just goes zoom. <laughs> back as you're walking. It's not ideal. So I had to actually take my veil off for all of my photos after the ceremony because I honestly thought I was going to catch wind and fly off. Like that's where we were at. You would have had a Mary Poppins moment with your veil. <laughs> I actually saw on TikTok, I think they sell them on Etsy. You can buy pearl whale vates and you just like wow. attach them to the bottom and it just like holds it down. But I do know what you're talking about because I was a bridesmaid a couple of years ago now and one of my girlfriends got married in St Kilda for anyone in Melbourne. So like near the beach, beautiful location, but very windy. And when she was walking down the aisle, this veil was flying everywhere. <laughs> then during the ceremony, the veil caught wind, wrapped around the groom. She almost went flying. So veils are stunning. I will have one also. But yeah, they can be a bit of a health hazard. So <laughs> I think it's also a good point to make that have someone handy that knows how to handle the veil. Yeah. Because well, mine was almost like a chul as such and it just gets stuck to yes. everything even your dress mm -hmm. gets stuck to the dress the shoes what you're walking down everything mm -hmm. so have someone that's just like your little prop person that can walk over and just zhuzh the veil yep. and place it really nicely because you will look back on photos and go why does my veil look like that or why is it across my head or my face so just oh, make sure someone is aware of the veil because I feel like everyone frets over the dress being placed perfectly but the veil is a moment as well. So that's something you need to keep in mind. I like that. The veil is a moment. It is. And another thing, if your hairdresser won't be there when you're popping your veil in, which usually they're not, like usually they've left because you have to get all those getting ready photos and you're not actually dressed, just get a video of the hairdresser popping in the veil. 
so that you know exactly how to do it. And then one of your bridesmaids can pop it in once they've left and you're ready to actually go if your hairdresser won't be present. And I think same goes with how to bustle your dress if you're wearing one and you have one that needs to be bustled Mm -hmm. because otherwise it can be confusing. (laughs) It can be a little bit hard knowing how to do that. So Take video footage and then you've got tutorials for everything. Exactly. No one can be to blame if you've just followed a video. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Bride to Be. If you want more info on anything we discussed today, feel free to check out the episode notes or slide into Adore Beauty's DMs. If you don't want to miss a beat, be sure to subscribe in your podcast app to be notified when we drop our next app. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating. And of course, don't forget to share this with anyone in your world that you think would like to listen. See you next time.